Our scripture reading for today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verses 31 through 38. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. So the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Rereading this scripture a few times, I kept thinking there were different directions I could go, and it was hard to decide exactly what it was I was wanting to say. But I kept coming back to these two things. They kept dragging me back. And I think it's because they're hard for us to do. We often think about the little catchphrases, the bumper stickers and the shirts with the big WWJD. What would Jesus do? But when we're confronted with Jesus stirring the pot, with Jesus rebuking a friend, Sometimes we're a little hesitant. And I start thinking about Peter. Peter is very close to Jesus. They're not enemies in any sort of way. Jesus, as far as I can tell, loved Peter. Peter loved him. Yet, when Peter messes up, Jesus is not afraid To let him know. And he says something that I don't know that I have ever heard somebody say. Not to a friend. I don't know if I've ever heard somebody say it to an enemy. Peter gets into a huff and he's upset because of what Jesus is saying. He's saying, oh, the son of man is going to be at odds with the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes. Everybody who's in power is going to not like him. And then he's going to die. And on top of that, he's going to be resurrected in three days. And Peter pulls him to the side and he goes, whoa, you can't say that to people. You can't say you're going to get us all in trouble. We know that they may not like you, but if you start calling them out and saying, oh, they're going to reject me, but I'm going to raise from the dead. Because you can't do that. You're going to mess everything up. And so Jesus turns from him and he turns to the other disciples and he goes, get behind me, Satan. I don't know anybody that's ever said that to someone, let alone a good friend. 
Have you ever walked up to a friend and had them say something? You go, get behind me, Satan. And have them not suddenly be very angry and very hurt. But Jesus says this out of love. And he follows it up by saying, look, you've set your mind on earthly things. You're not thinking about God's plan. You're not thinking about God's truth. You're worrying about being comfortable. You like what we've got. People can see how great things are. They can show up and go, oh, yep, they're preaching about good news. God's going to save people. It's all nice. The moment Jesus starts talking about what will happen, that they're going to take on the powers that be, they are going to stir up trouble. Trouble so much that he's going to die. And on top of that, he's going to rise from the grave. Peter knows it's going to get him in trouble. And Peter doesn't want that trouble. Peter likes where they are. Peter likes where they are because he's there, he's with people that he likes, he's learning, he's teaching. The ministry is wonderful. And suddenly Jesus starts painting a picture of things not so wonderful. We hesitate sometimes. We hesitate to be harsh and to stir the pot when we should be a little harsh and stir the pot. We hesitate to rebuke somebody who is saying something that we know is not true. Peter was thinking they could do everything and not tell anybody the truth about what was going to happen. That if they just told everybody the good stuff and they kept all of the not so pleasant things to themselves, then everything would be all right. He was denying what would happen. He was denying God's plan because he was comfortable, because he was settled into his ways. So Jesus rebukes him. And he calls out to the crowd to come over. And he goes, Look, if you want to follow me, take up your cross and follow. Notice that Jesus does not say, take up my cross and follow. Jesus does not say, I need you to help carry my burden. Let's all pick up this cross and follow. He says, no, take up your cross. Because I know what's in store for me. And it's going to be harsh. It's going to be full of trouble. People are going to despise me. They're going to hate me to the point that they will kill me. You have to take up your own battle too. The difference there being, if we take up the cross of Jesus, then we are simply helping him with his load, a load that he already knows he can carry. When we take up our own cross, we recognize those difficulties we will have in our own life, those struggles that we will have, the hardships that we will face, the stumbling blocks that we will come across. We face up that following Christ is not always easy. It's not easy because it means doing. Too often, people get hung up on paying lip service to God without doing. We get caught up in all sorts of frivolous arguments 
about whether people are saying Merry Christmas or not, or whether people are recognizing God in the right place. And we're so busy looking at those things that we're not going and praying to our Father in secret. We're not thinking about justice for the immigrant, the orphan, and the widow. We're not thinking about clothing the naked and feeding the poor. We're worried about our image because we've gotten comfortable with where God is. That we've got Jesus up there on the cross and we can hang out by the foot and go, see that? That is what I want to be. Jesus calls us to something else though. He says, take up your cross. Take up your cross and join me. Not just see what I'm going to do, live what I'm going to do. Not just hear about my death, but die with me that your sins may die on that cross as well, that you may die in me and be reborn in me into eternal life. That those who are willing to give up their life will gain life. That those who seek human things will get human rewards. Those who seek heavenly things will get heavenly rewards. Peter's afraid of taking up that cross. He's afraid of taking up that cross because it means getting rid of all those things that have made him so comfortable. That have made things so easy. Because he's thinking about human things. But what would we trade for eternal life? Our house, our car, all of our money. What would we give up to gain eternal life in Christ? Would we turn down fame and fortune? Would we turn down having a roof over our head? If Christ said, come and follow me. In this time of preparation, in these 40 days where we think about Christ preparing for ministry and we think about the crucifixion, Christ going and dying for our sins, paying a price that we could not pay, granting us a life that we do not deserve. Let us remember to take up our cross. To take up the challenges that face us. To not be worried about how we may offend people with our opinions of the truth. Let us not worry about how the truth might make some people uncomfortable. Let us also remember that when we rebuke, we do so in love. That we do so not out of saying, I am right and you are wrong, but to say, look, you are not seeing the big picture. And I want you to go with me. I want you to join me. I want you to take up your cross and follow. Because Christ didn't die on that cross for some. Christ died on that cross for all. He did not rise from the dead to grant life to some, but to grant it to all who seek it.
We take up the cross so that we can share it. That we can share in the suffering, that we can share in the death, that we can share in the resurrection, and that we may show it to others. Not just by what we say, but by what we do. Not just by how we sound, but how we act. That people will know we are Christians not by our bumper stickers, but by our love. By our mercy and our grace. That we never have to utter the name of Jesus for people to see Christ with us. Because when we act with Christ, everyone can see. When we act with Christ, everyone knows. Because that love is there. And that mercy is there. And that message is there. Take up your cross and follow me. Gain life. Gain life in abundance. Let go of those earthly things that tie us down, that divide us, that keep us from seeing God. And let us seek justice. Let us seek peace. Let us seek harmony. And let us seek hope. That we may share it with a world so desperately in need of hope. Light for a world in great darkness. And love in a world so ready to hate. Let us act with Christ. Take up our cross. And follow. Amen.